Farad Kudruth has more than 20 years experience in marketing mainly around digital and strategy with extensive experience across all forms of e-commerce, B2B, startups and sport. Farad, welcome to the show. We find ourselves in interesting times, to, to coin your, your phrase that you mentioned to me just a moment ago. Last week was a bit of a horror show for pretty much every business across the UK. How is Three Pipe thinking about the future as it relates to the next three, six and nine months? Oh, Nathan, that is a, that's a question, isn't it? Okay, so I think the, the reality that we have is no one really knows what's going on um, or what's going to come next or how this scenario is going to play out both from a, a sort of personal and professional level. So for us, it's really about taking one step at a time. We obviously have some clients who are actually doing quite well in this environment. They're in sectors where people are buying and buying heavy quantities. Mm -hmm. We have some in sports where, for example, where it's obviously a, a lot more challenging. So the extremes have been been more variable. What we're really trying to understand at this moment in time really is to get a grip on um, what has changed, how fast it's changing, how do we need to react to that from A, how do we deploy our resources we're obviously trying to understand better the support that the government is, um, is saying that it's out there for people like us in terms of how we make sure that if it is a three, six-month problem that we are in shape to bounce back out of the back of it without having to do too drastic um, from a sort of people and, and resources point of view, um, which is what we'd I ideally avoid having to do, to be honest. Um, we've got a great team, and I'd like to try and keep with that as, as much of that together. Mm -hmm. um, but like most businesses, we're going to be a bit more prudent. We're going to cut the spending that we don't need to spend. We're probably not going to hire anybody. Um, and we're going to look at how we are most effective at marshalling what we have as we figure out our way through this, this kind of process. And hopefully some of our clients will do well enough. Some of them will be okay. Um, and, uh, and we'll see what happens. I think that the challenge of being an agency business is you're in the middle of a lot of other businesses. Um, so what really happens to you or, or how you react is actually going to be a consequence of the people that you work for. Sure. And, and, and it's interesting that you mentioned the sectors really was the, the first point that you mentioned in that some mm. sectors are harder hit than others. Um, and the advice for agencies throughout the years has been focus, specialize, specialize in a niche and specialize in a sector. What actually really could be quite dangerous advice now if you've put all of your eggs into one basket at the moment, say transport or sports, for instance, maybe more of a diversified uh, sort of approach may may be the most prudent one because of the way that things have turned out. And obviously, no one could have foreseen, you know, what has happened. But um, talk about how you guys are thinking about. Um, I mean, do you already have a diversified client base and portfolio? Yeah, we we've always been reasonably diversified. So although sport will hit us quite badly because it's the summer and it, it's when all the stuff happens and it won't happen for another cycle. Um, we've always had a lot of business in other areas, but it's a lot of to do with the function of the agencies I've developed or bought or put alongside as time has, has grown along. Um, we have never really wanted to get into being too specialized because in some markets actually um they're too small um mm. and actually you know one of the things that you don't realize when you start an agency all those years ago is um you end up getting into some sectors because you win clients in those sectors and those sectors develop by themselves mm -hmm. you don't really think about the risk in terms of what that that looks like so mm. 
Um, and it becomes very hard to break out of those things, right? If you don't do a lot of travel, which we never have done, um, then actually travel clients don't really want to work with you because they don't think you have the expertise. So it, it, it's always going to be a bit of a, a catch-22 from, hmm. from that sort of point of view. But I do think, you know, for the guys that are heavily specialized in, in travel or in sport, then actually, you know, the, the challenges they face are, are very, very great um, because I think that, you know, if you lose an entire season, that's that could kill your business mm-hmm. or travel and is going to take, I think, quite a while to, to get back to the sort of business um, it was. Um, and so, you know, um, yes, with the benefit of hindsight, you go, is uh, is diversification great? Yes, it, it is. It's very good. Um, but for anybody to sort of say they planned it this way because of a sort of eventuality, I think they'd be lying rather a lot. And, and a lot of this has to do with really how long it's going to take for us to see the back of this thing, because really, I guess your planning has to do a lot with, is it is it a three month thing that we're looking at? Is it six months? Is it nine or 12 months? And then depending on sort of each of one of those scenarios will dictate your planning and your thinking. Yeah. How, how, how are you thinking about that? So I think that the, the 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 piece that keeps moving every day is the the effect of the economic impact that this is going to have. So Morgan Stanley came out um, in the US this morning, um, talking about how they expect GDP in the United States to drop by 30% next quarter, hmm. causing unemployment to rise from 3% to 12%, and losing at least 25 million jobs over the next month. Jesus, you are talking about um, an economic cycle. Um, the likes of which we have never seen. The depression didn't do this. The financial crash didn't do this um, in terms of what that looks like. And that's what they're speculating with some degree of state support to to mitigate the the level of damage. So the reality is if you have that sort of contraction at that sort of speed, it is going to create a vacuum. And it's going going to take some time for the world to pick itself up and work through that. So this isn't going to be a three-month problem. I doubt it's going to be a six-month problem. I mean, coronavirus might be well gone in three months, to be honest, or six months. Um, but the impact of that sort of economic dislocation is not fixed in a handful of months. It will take years to come back from that. Um, and so I think what you have to be ready for is the fact that you are going to have a, a really short period of fairly intense pain that you actually need to find a way of getting through um, if you can. And then having enough in place to start with rebuilding just the way that they know some of the guys that had to do it after the financial crash, me being one of them, um, had to do knowing it will take you some likely quite some considerable time to get back to where you were a few weeks ago, if you get back there at all. Um, the, the, the reality is there will be some of your clients will disappear, some of your competitors will disappear. Is there going to be enough left to, to really pick up that growth? I, I Honestly, nobody really knows at this point in time. Farood, thanks for lightening the mood. Uh, it's been really, it's really good having you on the show. Um, so, okay, you you paint you really. You asked me to talk about something more cheerful. <laughs> um, yeah, have you watched any good shows recently? Um, we'll we'll yeah. come back to that at the be- at the end. Of I've the been show. watching Pandemic on Netflix. Oh, great! <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> There's no way I'm watching any of that stuff. <laughs> Not a good idea. Okay, so so you talk about. One of the things that you talked about was the impact on your employees. How are you thinking about, because they must be coming to you all the time, whether actually explicitly or implicitly, I don't know whether they've actually been proactive in having these conversations with you or you've been proactive with them, but it must be something on their minds. Look, 
Am I even going to have a job in the next few months? Am I going to be able to pay my rent and look after my family? How yeah. are you guys thinking about that with your employees? Um, so interestingly, um, it tends to be the more grown up ones that, that have come to ask about what that situation looks like. Um, and I can't say too much about it here and now because it's stuff that's in process. But what we're really going to try and do is try and do the least amount of damage to the people that happen to be there and look at how we can work around being more creative. Um, the biggest thing that's going to determine what we can do or, or, or not do is actually what was announced by the Chancellor Rishi Sunak on Friday, which wasn't the clearest in terms of the method, how it works, what you can do. But actually, until we have a clear idea about what that looks like, we aren't going to do anything. Um, we're going to look at, uh, we're lucky enough that actually we are not in a, in a position where we have to um, rush to, to, to the mattresses, so to speak. Um, so we've got a bit of breathing space in terms of figuring out what that looks like. And we're going to take that to make sure that we make sensible decisions. As I said to you before, one of the, the things that's a challenge is people that make decisions when they're scared and out of fear tend to make very bad ones. Yeah. For me, what I want to do is make sure that I have looked at all the angles dispassionately and rationally, tried in some way, shape or form to understand what I think the next few months will look like, hmm. understand what risk looks like, and then to make the right calculated risks um, understanding what supports available to us from the government um, and from others potentially, and then have to reevaluate that as we go on. But the idea that you crack this one right first time round, I'm not quite sure that that's true. Um, so there's a little bit of, of kind of what's right for now, and then what's right three months down the line might be very different from what's right for now. Just like from two weeks ago when everyone was looking around going, uh, it's not such a big deal, this thing's going to blow over, don't worry about it so much. You know, we, we don't know yet if we are going to have what Italy's got or actually if this is going to go away in a few weeks' time as the weather brightens up and it's going to have been a, a massive um, thing, but actually with not the consequences that we would potentially expect. Right now. Mm. Is it best then in that scenario to actually prepare for the worse um, and maybe be surprised by a slightly better outcome? Um, it, it's really interesting what you... you we talked off air about not making decisions in two scenarios when you're angry. And I know, <laughs> I know from personal experience, don't do that. Don't yeah, do that's that. my classic one usually, actually. <laughs> yeah. Don't make any decisions when you're angry. Don't make any decisions when you're scared and fearful. Yeah. So how do you think about, how do you think about um, uh, sort of, because, you know, we can't help, feeling some level of anxiety or some level of fear of sometimes, because this is totally unprecedented. Yep. How, how are you thinking about your own mental state and making decisions calmly and rationally without that emotion, that those negative emotions to guide you? Do you know what? I'm actually all right. Um, I was thinking about this the Drugs. other day. There's, there's a bit about, you know, you lose a big client and you're angry or something doesn't quite go your way, you're angry. And anger is my default setting, right? <laughs> so I make bad decisions when I get angry. But I've almost looked at this one going, you know what? There's no one to fight. There isn't actually anyone you can get into a fight with and get angry about because there is nothing. True. So actually, it is something that's kind of thrust upon you and you just have to suck it up and deal with it yeah. and figure out your way through it. Your, your, your point about paying for the worst case scenario, no, I don't think I'm going to do that. No. Um, 
And I'm not going to do that because that right now doesn't feel like the right thing to do for me. Mm. Um, I also think there is a wider thing for businesses around the, the everybody prepares for the worst possible impact. We are going to create the worst possible impact for ourselves. If we all sack everybody. Mm. We all kind of try and batten down the hatches. We all don't spend any money. We all try and do those things. Mm-hmm. We will create a vacuum in which we suck ourselves into to create a depression that's even bigger. What I want to do is make the decisions that I feel are right for the time that I'm making those decisions and then actually have the ability and the um, bandwidth to reassess, review those as time goes along rather than to have one massive knee-jerk reaction to, to an entire situation. I'm mm-hmm. going to take it step by step as I know more, as we understand better, what changes do we need to make to the changes that we've already made. A little bit like the government's advice on coronavirus. Don't do this. Wash your hands. Then one step more. Then one step more. Then one step more. Sure. But in the absence of clarity, it's one step at a time. Hmm. I love it. Just on the government's response, you mentioned Rishi Sunak and and the government's um, financial package that has been announced um, recently. You mentioned their uh, advice to you know wash our hands and stay healthy, etc. How do you think overall the government has responded to this crisis? I, I, you know, I think there are a lot of people that would blame the government for not reacting quickly enough in terms of what they've done. I look around the rest of the world and go, actually, that's pretty true of virtually everybody. Mm-hmm. I am amazed people thought that going to Clapham or Brighton or going to the caravans at Skegness on the weekend were a good idea. Yeah, I suppose you can't legislate for the stupidity of some <laughs> human beings. Um, sure. I mean, I think they've done it as badly or as well as, as anybody else. Um, yeah. And I'm slightly more forgiving of going, it's unprecedented. No one really knew. Sure. Do I think they should have locked it down earlier? Yes. Do I think they should have been better prepared? Yes. Should they have ordered shit weeks ago? Yes. Yeah, with um, hindsight. But no one else did. Mm. Um, not really. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, even Friday's announcement's a good one, which is great. There's a, there's a lot of business. It's all right. Well, where's the detail? How does that work? Mm. Um so, you know, there's a lot of stuff being done on the fly, but I expect there to be a lot of stuff done on the fly. It's mm. just that sort of situation. How how should we be thinking about new business and sales at this point? Oh, it's interesting, actually. I did, like, two new business uh, Skype call thingies last week um, with resellers, particularly who were looking at their, their digital presence and, and how they weren't performing particularly well. Um and we've got other clients that were meant to be coming on board that want to delay until till later on. I think what we're looking at it in terms of is going, look, we're going to keep active and keep having those conversations. If it's for now, if it's for later, then and that's, that's um, uh, you know, a, a sort of a mute point. All I would say is if you're in one of those sectors from an e-commerce point of view, sporting goods, sporting equipment, kids stuff, um, anything to do with cleaning yourself, even if it's posh cleaning yourself, all that stuff is absolutely flying. So unless you are seeing massive increases in your online demand, then you should be looking around and going, well, why am I not up 20, 30, 40, 50, 100%, um, at least until the stock runs out and I can't buy any more from China. Mm. Um, but there, there are certainly some areas and some sectors that, that need to be having a think. Or actually, you know, one of the uh, things that we have done in the last couple of weeks, um, as this is going to go on, is more, more clients to what we're doing on Amazon. Um, and again, the same thing. Amazon's got plenty of stock on it. Um, although they're talking about restricting certain things in the future, not in, it's not happening in the short term. So if you have product and you can get it to places or it's already there, 
or you're online significantly in the right areas, then you have got some opportunity in terms of what that looks like. Um, and for the others, actually, it's probably understanding how you cut back and get efficiency better. Mm. And if you're not doing that, that's something that you should look at. Um, and that's not just about cutting how much you spend, cutting what you spend it on. Almost everyone significant's got areas of their product portfolio that will sort of do okay for a while. Um, it's understanding what those are rather than the blanket approach to what you cut. And the only thing I would say in this environment, given what's going on online, is actually um, people are at home and they're consuming a lot of media. If you have the ability and the resources, um, and if you look at all the research, spending through a recession on, on, on marketing and advertising actually helps you build a stronger brand. Mm. So actually, if you have the capability, there are potentially some opportunities to take advantage of mm. if you think this is a three, six or nine month problem. If you think it's a three-year problem, then that's probably not wise. Um, but if your personal belief is it's a short-term problem, then actually it is something you should probably be doing. <laughs> great, great advice. Um, Farad, for we're going to end on a positive. Um, this has been mostly positive, generally, but um, silver linings, just to make sure that everyone leaves here without slitting their wrists. Um, <laughs> talk to me about some silver linings that you've seen both either in your personal life or business life, um, for me, spending more time with friends and family, actually speaking to people on the phone for long periods of time that I just never would have really done. I would have sent an email or WhatsApp yeah. or what have you. But talk to me about some of the silver linings that you're seeing in your in your personal life and business life. I think there's a car, there's two or three actually. I think the first one is um, I mean we we started working from home quite a while ago and, and put everyone out of the office so. Number one, and frankly, I'm I'm really quite pleased I don't have to use the alarm clock to get to work on time anymore. <laughs> that's yeah, that's a good one. Um, I I I I am, and I have encouraged the, the team that actually we do most of our stuff when we talk to each other on video. I am talking to people a lot more, actually, both professionally and and personally. Yeah. It's on those times where you have got time and you're spending more time connecting with um, the people that you seem to have always been too busy to do some of the time. Sure. And actually, now that that's that's kind of gone away. Um, my wife's fantastic. I'm, I'm really enjoying lunch at home. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to, to live it so I don't get any fat and I'm really um, But those those are probably my real highlights. Yeah. But I, I do I do quite enjoy. I've got to say, around eleven eleven thirty, when I can smell what's coming from downstairs, going. Hmm. <laughs> and we have a wonder. Yeah, yeah. You got to balance that because the fridge is not too far away, and it's uh, it's a dangerous time to be at home. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have started actually doing the old exercise thing for, for a good half an hour a day, just so good. I can eat properly. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to balance out the, um, if I eat too much, I've yeah. got to find a supermarket that's open. <laughs> and that, I believe, is quite a chore at the moment. It's a challenge. Yeah, this, this, the shelves are bare. Um, yeah. No, brilliant. Uh, Farad, it's been absolutely fantastic speaking to you. Thank you so You're much welcome. for your time. Thank you. Cheers. Brilliant. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. In response to the situation, we'll be putting out daily COVID-19 podcast updates to give creative and independent agencies the best advice and support through this challenging time. Topics will include finance, steps agencies should be taking and the latest on government initiatives, HR, what measures agencies should be putting in place and answering questions on SSP, working remotely, how to optimize your remote working setup and platforms, Managing stress and anxiety, advice on staying strong for yourself, your family and employees. Sales and marketing, how to emerge stronger post-crisis. 
supporting others and much, much more. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.